Hello everyone, and welcome to Reading with Christine Figs. I'm your host, Christine, and I am so happy you are here with me today. Well, what's that common saying? Make plans and watch the universe laugh? <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happened. I started the year off so hopeful that I would have time to work on this podcast and make it the priority that I want it to be, and then life happened. Don't get me wrong, it's been good. So very good. But wow, has it been busy. I have been able to live my dream of traveling more than I ever thought imaginable. And more importantly, welcome the long-awaited arrival of my niece slash goddaughter, who I have been so incredibly lucky to spend so much time with. I swear her happy squeals are just pure magic, and there is no better feeling in the world than when that beautiful baby girl looks at you with hard eyes and instantly smiles. Makes me emotional just thinking about her. <laughs> and I just feel so freaking lucky. Anyway, so here I am, six months later, finally with a new episode and trying very hard to give myself grace instead of shame. It isn't always easy, is it? When I find myself getting extra tough on myself with the shoulds of life, like you should have recorded this episode months ago, or you should work harder to make time for this, or you should read faster so that you have more episodes to post. It's just, you should, you should, you should. Yeah. When I start talking to myself like that, I try really hard to take a step back and picture someone's face that I love. I think of something that they're working towards and I mentally say to them what I have been saying to myself and guess what? I can't. <laughs> it's impossible. Why? Because I love them too much. I would never want to hurt them that way. And that's when the come down happens and I think, well, then it's time you do that for yourself too. So here we are months later and I'm trying very hard to not beat myself up about it because, well, life happens. If you've stuck around waiting for a new episode, thank you. Truly, thank you. And if you're brand new, thanks for joining us. I can tell you that I have the next few episodes ready to go because even though life has been busy, I haven't stopped reading. So for at least a bit, you've got me. Which reminds me, if you ever want to know a little bit more about my personal life and the adventures that I find myself on, you can find me on Instagram at Christine Figs. That is definitely the place I share the most of my life on, and of course, the books that I read. Which is the perfect segue into today's book, How to Find Love in a Bookshop by Veronica Henry. <clears throat> the description goes like this. Nightingale Books, nestled on the main street in an idyllic little village, is a dream come true for book lovers, a cozy haven and welcoming getaway for the literary-minded locals. But owner, Amelia Nightingale, is struggling to keep the shop open after her beloved father's death and the temptation to sell is getting stronger. The property developers are circling, yet Amelia's loyal customers have become like family, and she can't imagine breaking the promise she made to her father to keep the store alive. There's Sarah, owner of the stately Peasebrook Manor, who has used the bookshop as an escape in the past few years, but it now seems there, there's a very specific reason for all those frequent visits. Next is Rogus Jackson, who, after making a complete mess of his marriage, now looks to Amelia for advice on books for the son he misses so much, and the forever shy Tomasina, who runs a pop-up restaurant for two in her tiny cottage. She has a crush on a man she met in the cookbook section, but can hardly dream of working up the courage to admit her true feelings. Enter the world of Nightingale Books. Cozy. It's a word I don't think I've ever used to describe a book before, but here we are. This book just reminded me of like a hot cup of tea on a cold day, or a hug from someone you love. Amelia has gone through the worst thing imaginable, losing the only person she has left in this world. And when that happens, she in turn receives the keys to the bookstore her father owned and ran throughout the entirety of her life. 
She grew up in that bookstore, living with him above it until it was time to leave the nest and find out who she was outside of it. Tragedy, unfortunately, is what brought her home. But will what she finds be enough to keep her there? As always, I don't want to give away too much of the story, but I will say is that within just the first few pages of of this book, you'll be completely transported to the small town this bookstore resides in. You will somehow be able to see with perfect clarity the layout of the store, the layout of the town, and my favorite part, the people. There's just so many characters in this book, and yet it never feels overwhelming. They all had so many different storylines, and I found myself invested in them all. And of course, all of their lives were connected through the bookstore. As Amelia's father says early on in the story, after all, a town without a bookshop was a town without a heart. You can see with each turning page how a small local bookstore can mean so much, but even more so with the right person behind the counter. Amelia, much like her father and the people that are in and out of her bookstore, loves books. And in a way, this story also feels a bit like a love letter to reading. When asked what her favorite book was, Amelia answers, I have lots of favorites. That's the trouble with books. You can never choose your favorite. It changes depending upon your mood, which is an answer quite similar to my own. Do I have a stock answer I give when someone politely asks what my favorite is? Of course. That doesn't mean I couldn't rattle off a list of 20 books that made me feel something or, more importantly, the books that saved me when I couldn't save myself. While reading this book, I wished more than anything that this bookstore was real, that I could book a flight and stay at the local inn, grab a Guinness at the pub, and then wander on over to Nightingale Books and browse the shelves for hours. Sadly, I can't. So I found myself dreaming endlessly about having my own bookstore one day, a thought that I usually think of more than I tend to admit, but it just felt so good to want to crawl into these pages, to have an author like Veronica Henry create a world that was not just easy to see, but you could feel warmth and comfort from them, and even smell some of the food from its pages. (laughs) I highly recommend this book for anyone looking for their next cozy read, or even as a gift for the book lover in your life. If you're interested in purchasing it, you can do so through my online shop, reading with Christine Figs through bookshop.org. The link is in my bio. Now, onto the art portion of this episode. Given the cozy nature of the book I just mentioned, I decided I want to share with you five of my favorite cozy songs. You know the kind I'm talking about, the ones that when they start playing, you physically find yourself slowing down. I actually have quite a few of them, but for now, I'll start with sharing just five. First up is one of my all-time favorite songs in the world, Sunrise by Nora Jones. I am sure you have heard this song. I'm sure you have found yourself humming to it at some point, and I am sure in the process of hearing it, your heart rate decreased a bit because the melody and her voice is so incredibly soothing. Next, we have Coming Home by Leon Bridges. To me, this song is the epitome of that moment. Stay with me here because I'm going to paint a picture. Your dinner is finishing up on the stove and there's nothing for you to do but just peacefully wait for it to finish doing its thing. So you stand there, leaning against your counter, maybe a glass of wine in your hand, just waiting for the moment when you can sit and enjoy your meal. That's what that song feels like. Third, we have the classic, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Has there ever been a person that heard this song and didn't love it? I think it's impossible. You hear it and suddenly wish you were wearing a long flowy dress where you can just sway all over your house humming along. Because for as many times as I've heard it, I still don't know the lyrics, (laughs) but it always makes me smile. Now, we have Carry You by the Teskey Brothers. Oof, this song. I recently discovered the Teskey Brothers, and I highly, highly recommend checking out their music. This song is the perfect long drive, slow dance in the living room, soothing bath time song. 
I truly can't think of a time when this song would come on and I wouldn't think it was perfect. There's a part of the song that sings, there ain't no storm that can last too long. There's nothing we can't handle. In the morning, this rain's going to be gone. Just you and me, baby. We can weather what's wrong. A heavy heart is a heavy load to carry along, alone. So just let me carry you. I swear it's perfection. Lastly, we have Put Your Records On by Corinne Bailey Ray. This song. We all know this song. Makes you want to dance around in your underwear with a mug of something warm. And makes you think, life ain't all that bad. Her voice is as smooth as honey when she sings, when are you going to realize that you don't even have to try any longer? Do what you want to. Girl, put your records on. Tell me your favorite song. You go ahead and let your hair down. Which is usually the moment I respond, don't mind if I do, and sway along with my girl Corinne. <laughs> I've added these five songs to our Reading with Christine Figs playlist on Apple Music and on our Spotify playlist as well. And I hope you enjoy them. All right, my loves, that's all for now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and you stay tuned for the next one where I talk about one of my most recent reads, You Are Your Best Thing by Tarana Burke and Brene Brown. So until next time, I hope you read. And if you can't, because that's just how life goes sometimes, I hope you enjoy some art in whatever form you find it. Because when life gets difficult, it is art in all of its many forms that can hold us, heal us, and give us hope. I love you all. Happy reading.